Welcome to Earth Matters here on Gila Members Community Radio, KURU 89.1 FM Silver City, and KTAL LP 101.5 FM in Las Cruces. I'm Donna Stevens, your host for today's program and the executive director of the Upper Gila Watershed Alliance, a local nonprofit working to protect the Gila watershed through advocacy, education, and restoration. Twice monthly, we here at Earth Matters bring you conversations with people working on the ground to address climate change in the Southwest and to provide you with information on how you can make a difference and help bring collective action to this global crisis. I have two guests with me today to talk about wildlife and wildlife corridors in New Mexico. Jesse Dubell is the executive director of the New Mexico Wildlife Federation, and Jeremy Romero is the regional connectivity coordinator for the National Wildlife Federation. Welcome, Jeremy and Jesse. Thanks for having us, Thank you very much. Yeah, thank you, Donna. I'm very, very glad to be here with you today. Yeah, I'm glad you could join me. So today's show, as I said, is about wildlife, and it's also about wildlife vehicle collisions. And these are topics that are really important to a lot of residents of New Mexico. So I want to start off the show by talking about the New Mexico Wildlife Corridors Act. So first, can you can you please define what a wildlife corridor is for people who aren't familiar with that term? Yeah, that's a great question, Donna. And a lot of times that's, I'm glad you put that as the first question because we, we get that a lot. And there's really a lot of different definitions that people have consisting of what is a wildlife corridor. But the way I like to put it and the way that I use it to to communicate and educate people who may not be familiar with the wildlife corridor is a wildlife corridor is essentially a segment of a landscape that connects different important habitats. And so when you're thinking of it in the context of wildlife, one of the most common and easiest ways to think about it is wildlife migration. And so in the summertime, wildlife occupy usually higher elevation landscapes like in our in our national forests. And then in the wintertime, they tend to, because of the snow and the lack of available feed, they tend to move to lower elevations to seek what if it's uh, suitable habitat, whether it's the feed, getting out of the out of the snow, genetic diversity, you name it. And so the area in between, let's call it point A and point B, is the wildlife corridor, the pathway that wildlife use to get from one area that they need to another area that they need. And that can be for a variety of reasons, but most commonly we we link it to wildlife migration. Okay, that totally makes sense. Thanks for that expl- explanation. So when was the Wildlife Corridors Act passed, and what does this act actually do? Uh, Thank you for the question, Donna. The Wildlife Corridors Act was signed into law in 2019. The act directs the New Mexico Department of Transportation and the Game and Fish Department to develop a Wildlife Corridors Action Plan that identifies highway segments that pose a risk to wildlife movement and the traveling public. Uh, This act encourages us to use the best available science and to collaborate with tribal governments, non-governmental organizations, and federal land management agencies. The Wildlife Act tasks identifying these issues as hotspots by combining this crash data with ecological data. And the, the process of getting it passed was really encouraging because one of the things we learned is that wildlife crossings is very, very popular among all of the residents of New Mexico. So often when we 
are working on various wildlife conservation initiatives. There is oftentimes controversy surrounding what we're working on. And what we found with wildlife corridor specifically is that it was not a controversial topic. We had a very diverse group of supporters who helped us to get that bill passed in 2019. Yeah, that's it's it's encouraging when there is something that isn't controversial because so much conservation work is controversial. And I mean, we all benefit by having fewer accidents, right? Wildlife and people and our vehicles, I guess, too. So so in then in response to this New Mexico Wildlife Corridors Act that you said was passed in 2019, the state of New Mexico recently released a really comprehensive Wildlife Corridors Action Plan. And that's what we're going to be talking about a lot for the rest of the show. So can you please tell our listeners about this plan, what it says, what it does, the reason for it? Yeah, absolutely. And as you and Jesse both mentioned, you know, this this plan, this action plan that was a result of the Wildlife Corridor Act is extremely comprehensive. And that, that might even be an, an understatement. It's, <laughs> right. it's, nearly, it's, it's nearly 800 pages with very detailed information everywhere from the ecological perspective to the wildlife vehicle collision perspective. But basically, you know, this action plan is a comprehensive guidance document that New Mexico, that that was solicited after the act was passed for requests for proposals. And so there was a team of national leading experts that teamed up and applied to seek this proposal and was awarded it. And basically what the plan entails is for the past uh, almost two and a half years, this team worked together to develop a plan that prioritized wildlife crossing hotspots across the state. And these wildlife crossing hotspots across the state consisted of hotspots that were identified using wildlife vehicle collision data, or what we for short just called WVCs. And as well as the ecological data to identify wildlife corridors. And those wildlife corridors are identified if people listening don't quite understand how you identify where wildlife move. That falls back on our, on our state wildlife game agencies and those collaborative stakeholders. The most, the most effective way to identify where wildlife move is to collar wildlife different wildlife species. And so some maybe you have, maybe you haven't, but there's a, a handful of wildlife out there that have GPS collars around their neck. And these GPS collars provide very important information when it comes to how those species are managed, but as well as how those species cross roads, when they cross roads, and the important habitat that they utilize. And so that information from the collar gets sent to a satellite. That satellite then transmits that information to the wildlife management agency. And over time that this species has that collar around their neck, they're able to identify their movement patterns. And ultimately, when you have a handful or a large set of these, these wildlife species with those collars, you can really start to identify with really pinpoint accuracy where their movement corridors are. And so the action plan is, as I mentioned, is a comprehensive plan that takes in the wildlife vehicle collision, takes in that GPS or the ecological data, and then combines it to identify uh, the most important wildlife vehicle collision hotspots in our state. And then the plan takes it a step farther and it provides actual project recommendations in which each one of these identified hotspots can be 
constructed to or developed to mitigate the actual concern, whether that's reducing wildlife vehicle collisions or actually promoting and facilitating wildlife movement across what I described earlier were these these identified corridors. It doesn't always have to be a corridor, but you know sometimes, uh, for example, as we'll talk later about some of the priority hotspots, some of these animals are, are residential. They don't necessarily move large distances across these landscapes. They occupy one certain habitat year round and in doing so puts them at risk from increased wildlife vehicle collisions. And so the project makes, the plan makes recommendations uh, for all of these projects that have costs associated with them. It has actual illustrations on what we would anticipate these projects looking like. And in doing so provides a a plan or a guidance document that which our state transportation agency, New Mexico Department of Transportation and our wildlife management agency, the New Mexico Department of Game and Fish can proactively take to really mitigate these concerns that I that I mentioned. Oh, yeah, I'm really glad you explained that because I had no idea that we had collared wildlife in New Mexico that are being studied to see where and when they cross certain areas. That's that's really interesting. Uh, so what which species are prioritized in the New Mexico Wildlife Corridors Action Plan? I mean, are we we're not looking at like rabbits, right? We're what what kind of species are we talking about here? Well, um, thanks for that, Donna. And, and I'm really glad that Jeremy just referred to our New Mexico Department of Game and Fish as our state wildlife agency because I think too often folks think of the game and fish department as a, as an agency that just manages hunting and fishing when in reality it is in fact our state wildlife agency and i bring that up because it so happens that the six species that are prioritized in this particular action plan happen to be uh, game species and those species are mule deer elk pronghorn bighorn sheep black bear and cougar uh, so these represent the main focus of all the analysis and modeling in the action plan a more complete list of these species of concern is actually included in the action plan as table ES1, and that was developed jointly by the action plan development team and the New Mexico Department of Game and Fish based on the existing literature and with input from expert wildlife biologists in New Mexico. So these species are identified as being adversely affected by habitat fragmentation um, and exacerbated by human-caused barriers and the high potential of wildlife vehicle collisions. But to your comment about the rabbits, while these are the six species that we kind of have focused on and prioritized, the projects that are outlined and recommended in the action plan would provide significant benefit to essentially every species of wildlife. And we'll get more into the projects later, I'm sure. But when you look at some of the infrastructure improvements that can be made, all species from snakes, lizards, reptiles, small mammals, and big game animals are going to be able to benefit from a connected habitat and the ability to move across the landscape without being you know, killed by vehicular traffic on our roadways. So, Jeremy, I don't know if you'd like to add anything to that. Yeah, I'll just I'll just add one short thing is that, you know, as as you mentioned, the species of concern, you know, our, our state game agency has a, a long list of these species that are of greatest conservation need or, or concern. And because our larger ungulates or our larger six vocal species that Jesse identified, you know, mule deer, elk, pronghorn, bighorn sheep, et cetera, those are the species that really tend to get a lot of the funding where, when it comes to being able to identify where they move ac across a landscape. Um, when it comes to putting collar data 
or collars on wildlife to identify where those animals are and, and obtain that data, those usually are the species that get most of that attention. That's not to say some of those species of greatest conservation need or the, or the species of, of conservation concern aren't, aren't disregarded. They were also a component of this action plan. It's just we didn't have the, the greatest amount of the analytical data that would be comparable to what we have with these big uh, six focal species or these ungulate species that, that Jesse talked about as well as the cougar. And so, you know, we did our best to incorporate that information, but as we get to it a little, a little later, I'm happy to, to describe in more detail actually how we came about to the conclusions using the information we had around the species of concern. You know okay, I just want to repeat those species just to make sure I got them all because I couldn't write that fast. So there's deer, elk, pronghorn, bear, cougar, and bighorn sheep. Are those the six? Okay. Yeah. And I mean, I can't help noticing that these are all really large animals that, you know, that could cause um, serious damage to whoever hits them with their vehicle. So I'm sure that's not a coincidence either, right? That they're all big yeah, this plan is definitely designed not just to help wildlife, but also to obviously improve public safety and improve the safety of motorists on New Mexico roadways. But one small anecdotal uh, point that I'll just make briefly, I was yesterday traveling on Highway 344 where a, a underpass is just essentially being currently installed, a, a big, a large box culvert. And I, it, I'm pretty sure that that particular project is just the highway project. And that's the culvert that was sized because of the volume of water that would need to pass under the roadway. But it so happens it's large enough to really provide great benefit for wildlife. And so I pulled over on the side of the road just to see the progress of this project. And um, much to my uh, excitement, I guess, was a tarantula, you know, tra <laughs> traveling through the box culvert underneath the roadway. And in the fall in New Mexico, you know, the tarantula migration is a real thing. You know, there's a lot right. of tarantulas across the roadways. And I'm one of those motorists that tends to frustrate people behind me because I'll like, stop on the roadway to move the tarantulas out of the road, uh, creating an entirely different safety hazard probably. But I just, I just wanted to mention that to illustrate that all species are benefiting from these types of projects. Yeah, that's a really good point. And actually, where I live, um, not just a few miles from me, there's an underpass under Highway 90. And I've seen cows, you know, cattle going under using that. So, you know, because their pasture is on both sides of the highway. So all kinds of animals can use it. So I'm really glad you brought up the point about the tarantulas, because sure, it won't hurt your car if you run over it, but it'll sure hurt the tarantula. <laughs> So uh, we need to take a short break here, and then we'll be back to talk more about wildlife corridors and the New Mexico Wildlife Corridors Action Plan with Jeremy Romero and Jesse Dubell. So please stay tuned. <laughs> 